right, y'all. So here we are Saturday, or as we know it as Crazy Day here at Spiel 2017. I am happy to be joined by Samuel Sapphire and Gustav Gillenston of Tea Time Productions. They, you guys have tribes, early civilization here at Spiel. Yeah. So thanks for joining me, guys. Pleasure. Thank you. So, um, so tell folks, like, how did this come to be? Because you were telling me an interesting story, and I think everybody would be would be interested to hear it. I'm, I mean, I'm both me and Gustav. I'm, I'm nerds and board game fans. I've been for a, for a while. So um, we we actually did some um, work with Rustin Hawkinson. I'm he's the designer of Nations, Nations. and, and yep. Dice Nation Dice Game. Um, and um, we actually sat down for lunch, um, and he was kind of explaining that um, he had a few games going on, and that was I thought that was really interesting. So because you work with him outside of yes, board games, um, right? Yeah. So he he's um, we did some consulting work for one of my firms. Um, so basically, um, I, I mean, I usually do not do a product. I would, I would not go into products. And I mean, a board game, to actually create a board game is, is your dream as a board gamer. Uh, <laughs> so, so when he actually started talking about it, um, it got me kind of psyched. So I went home, I kind of ran the numbers, I thought about it and so got back to him and said, okay, listen, let's do a Kickstarter. Um, so that's actually how it got started. Um, and then we have Gustav, um, who has a lot of really, really good connection. He works with people, um, so he has a lot of uh, like um, illustrators, um, uh, people working with um, with um, uh, AV, with sound, with any recordings. A lot of a lot of good people um, in his in his firm. So we kind of um, we took him into the game because we wanted. Um, we wanted help with um, a lot of stuff because one of the main things we actually um, agreed on in the beginning was that um, this was an organic game. We were not supposed to put in a lot of money. It was um, very much zero budget. Um, and when I'm saying zero budget, I'm kind of meaning zero budget. <laughs> um, so you had um, you had a fantastic possibility to bring in an uh, illustrator from a, a very famous Swedish comic book. Um, it's you wouldn't know it because it's very Swedish. It's, uh, okay, it's yeah, called I, uh, Fantomen. It's uh, it's very very classical. Um, okay. Really old. So he's um, he's actually the illustrator. His name is uh, Leonard Nordberg, and his uh, his comics are from the 80s. So okay. he did like uh, Buster and Serie uh, uh, and It's it's famous in Sweden. Okay, <laughs> all right. Right, well, it was famous in Sweden yeah. in the eighties. Okay, all right. So, but so um, we didn't really know um, if what kind of um, what he would deliver. We um, actually don't, did not really know. Um, so we kind of had to chance because it was a zero zero budget thing, and he was actually employed by um, Gustav's company. So that's kind of how we got it started. Um, and then there's, I mean, there's a million, uh, there's tons of playtesting, and there's a lot, a lot of iterations going on. Before you can actually even say that you have a, an official prototype, right? So from 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 start, I think we actually started discussions in uh, May years, May two years back. Um, took us maybe uh, three or four months to um, kind of agree on terms. In the beginning, actually, um, Rustin um, was in the company. Um, but since we do not do this full time, um, it's a it's a 
side project, it's a right? Side pro no, it's it's, uh, it's fun time. Okay, uh, okay, all right, yeah. So, so um, I mean, we have a certain amount of, of time we can actually invest into the project, and Rustin does this super full time. He's um, he, so that kind of um, did not really work out because he wanted to spend much more time than we did, and he want he wanted to do so many titles and he has so many projects. I mean, he has ongoingly at all times around 40 projects just waiting to happen. He's fantastic. So um, so we kind of decided that this would be our one and only project as a company. And then he, um, we, we still have a few projects working with him um, coming up. But more as like on a- More as a freelance contract. Yeah, exactly. And so we're super happy about that. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about the game sure, itself? Sure, um, so what we, um, what we really liked, both me and Gustav, was that uh, we're both Nation fans. Big Nation fans, we are both Euro game fans, so um, what we really liked about the game in the beginning, and, added, and also now, of course, um, was that it's, we wanted uh, um, a, a super quick game. Um, we both have kids, uh, so around, uh, after nine, we have like 45 minutes of, of pleasure time. Uh, of of par uh, parent alone time, exactly. right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And what what else to do than to play board games? So, sure. So we kind of agree that we wanted a kind of a quick game. Um, and there's actually not too many quick games out there uh, with depth. So that was one of our kind of, kind of main reasons we wanted uh, a really good engine, um, some really nice depth and a lot of strategy. And that is kind of what Rustin does. Basically, he's... Um, um, if you play these games, uh, the engine is usually kind of flawless. So, so that was um, that was kind of the main setup for for the kind of game. Um, kind, of, kind of the parameters in which yes. the game was going to live, right? And I mean, market-wise, um, it was kind of easy to um, tag along on Nations. So he said this was kind of an unofficial prequel to Nations. So if Nation is from from like um, the Stone Age up to the Bronze Age, exactly. Right. So, uh, so this is this is more. No, this is more Bronze Age, uh, prehistoric age, okay. up to Nations, and then Nation takes on. Um, so this is a much quicker game than than Nations. It's I'm, um, um, I would say, thirty to forty minutes. Um, maybe if your first couple of games would probably be forty to fifty. Sure, sure. But it's, inevitably, but it's, it's, right. Even though even though your first game will probably be under the hour, uh, it's a, it's a two to four player game. We have a single mode. Um, which is a bit, um, how do I explain it in English? Um, it's, it's um, oh, you have to try it out, it's, it's really cool. Um, but in the beginning, we actually did not have a single player version, uh, only the two to four player. And it goes really well um, on two, three and four. Um, we usually play, I, I play mostly on two, because that is painting time. Uh, sure, yeah. sure, husband and wife, yeah, yeah that exactly. makes sense, right? So, so I usually play on two, um, we meet up and play it a lot, I, as well, so um, the game is also built so if you if you play it on four, it should take as long as on two because um, the the victory track gets um, gets longer on two players. Sure, so it scales well it scales for well, yeah. time wise. Got it. Absolutely. So somebody familiar with nations would they immediately recognize tribes, or is it? Just it's its own animal. It's just um, thematically, time period-wise, it kind of flows into I nations. I would say, in that I would way. say, I would say it's its own animal. Um, I would say if you like the kind of Sid theme, um, which goes on in nations, um, you would probably like this as well. Um, it's it's um, 
the, the, the mechanics are not similar, but they are in, 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 in a sense. Um, so, and that was actually one of the things we really liked about Nations, that the mechanics were so intuitive and the, the, each turn is really quick. So, what, so the, the turns are super quick. Um, we have a lot of plastic to unwrap and there's a lot of, um, so I'm, I might be having a hard time showing you guys and you probably have to do it yourselves later on. Um, but one of the things with the game is that each turn is super quick. So you, uh, you do one action um, and you can compete for all these kind of actions. And we have, we have the same elements of, um, of choosing actions as in, you know, small world. Yeah, with, sure, you sure. Know, you know, paying for, um, if, you don't, don't, if you don't want the cheap bottom one, you can, can go um, up when you have to pay for them. Sure, right, right, right. Um, which, which gives the, um, the game, um, the first couple of times you will play it, you will not see um, the dip because you'll kind of be busy with um, getting, up, getting along, building your economy, um, Growing your tribes and, and less uh, about maximizing and more on survival and just exactly. kind of focused on okay, what do I need to do to just get an engine going? Exactly. But when you kind of when you um, when you actually lift your eyes, you'll start seeing what other players do, and you'll actually realize that the more act, the, what you do will, will um, affect them not just um, in short term but also in long term, and. It is really, really important, um, strategy-wise. And that's one of our favorite things is not all, at, at a certain point, early on the first play or two, you're playing your own game. Yeah. And eventually you get to the level to where you're playing your game Absolutely. as well as everybody else's to make better decisions yeah. amongst yourself or by yourself yeah. or yourself. So, so we have um, a minimal uh, take that kind of things going on. But there's so small, um, so it's it's basically to to add some player interaction. Um, but mainly, um, the, the the strategy of the game is mainly to um, build your um, use your actions against your opponents as much as you actually use them for yourself. Um, it takes maybe a game or two to actually realize it. Uh, but when you do it, it gets um, for a for a 40 minute game. It's I mean, it, it's it's interesting. And this is awesome because we've been, uh, I don't want to say focused on, but recently we, there's been a a fair amount of influx in what we call thinky fillers yep. to where short play time, but uh, lots of meaningful decisions yes. in the games. And the more there are of those, the better off as a hobby we are because eventually people go from these uh, shorter playing time games Oh, what else is out there? Exactly, and that's beneficial for everybody on this end of yeah. the hobby. So that's awesome. I would say, um, I would say it's um, it's not a heavy game, um, and it's not it's not super entry level. I would say it's um, a solid midway. I would say midway. I would even say maybe even even on on the um, in between. Uh, you're, you're kind of um, what do you call it? I'm. Um, Entry level, uh, yeah, in yeah, between yeah, entry level like, and uh, mid game, gateway game, a gateway. Right, yeah, it's yeah. a it's a gateway game, but with um, with a very solid mechanic. So it will actually, after a while, it will kind of grow on you. I'm so yeah. So the the uh, first few games become they're very basic, very simple, but then you start seeing the depth, and you can take it deeper yes. and deeper and deeper. So I mean, if you have a skilled player, he will um, we will beat the the first time players. At all times, um, and we do have um, we do have a system where you can actually um, you can you can um, 
use handicaps for, um, for for early on players and to be able to balance yes. uh, experience levels. Yes. Um, so it's not um, it's not a luck based game, although there is some randomness to it because we want replayability. So um, the action tiles, uh, sorry, the the research tiles, you will actually have to um, to to be to use to be uh, to reach um, the right amount of points, victory points. Um, they will they will actually be random for each game. So, the, the, but those are set up before the game. Yes, um, which makes it um, really interesting because a few of these cards actually give you extraction cards. So each game is very different, and you have to um, um, you really have to um, adjust your playing for the setup for the, each game. That's awesome. That definitely sounds like it's going to add to replayability. Yes, absolutely. Um, so that's it, kind of. Um, it's hard actually to um, to um, go into more detail without, without actually showing you guys the game. Um, so you'll have to enjoy that later on. We certainly will. So let me ask you for the folks that are out there, how can they get a copy if they if they're interested in getting a copy of this? Um, in US, um, sorry, sorry, man. Uh, in US, um, we are still kind of um, looking out for um, a way to reach our customers. In Europe, we have. Plenty of copies out there. Um, we're kind of running out on our first edition. Um, Good problem to have from your standpoint. Uh, it right? is. Um, I mean, um, the first print run was was not too massive. We did a Kickstarter and we added up some copies out of that. So um, there are a few hundred copies left in Europe. Um, but we're really looking into to doing the next run in the coming couple of months. Well, via Kickstarter or through normal production? I would say... My, or live, publication I would, as well. I would say life is too short for another Kickstarter. Uh, <laughs> I'm, we'll probably... We have, a, we have some other games coming up and we have a lot of interesting projects and that might go into Kickstarter. Um, but this already has a lot of traction. There's a, lot of, there's a big fan base. I'm, I'm not sure if um, we would survive um, a Kickstarter at this moment. I mean, I love Kickstarter. I love, I love the backers. I love the fans. Um, but I do. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I mean, it's. Um, and and you, like you said earlier, you guys have day jobs. Oh yeah, we have day <laughs> jobs and night jobs and kids and whatnot. So no, it's um, Kickstarter was a lot of fun, but it. It, it was a good experience. I'm, I'm all set. Is yep. what you're trying to say. Yeah. So how can people, if they are interested and maybe they are in the states and they can't get a copy right now? Can they just reach out to you? Yes, of course. Um, of course, and also if, if you, um, if like small store owners want a few copies, um, it's absolutely doable. I actually uh, delivered a few uh, copies myself, carrying them in the backpack to um, Seattle a week ago. Um, That's awesome. So there's, um, so we, we we do have a few hundred copies left, um, but it's kind of um, we're kind of scraping the bottom of, of the box sure, at the moment. Sure. So. Yeah, and we really, really, really would like to. I mean, most of our Kickstarter fan base was in the US. So that's what's one of our main things at the moment to actually reach out to the US at the moment. Cool. All right, so check them out over at Tea Time Productions, and that's uh, Tribes Early Civilization. Yeah, cool. So, fellas, thanks for, uh, thanks for taking the time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks a lot, man.